Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. Nisha. Oh, she's got food now. Food or water. She's got, yeah, she's she she today 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 she decided she didn't want to go downstairs. Right, so so yeah. food and water came to her. But, she's, you know. <laughs> must be rough. She's drinking with us. <laughs> um like I said, as always, you get an issue, you get critique. Critique, what are you drinking? Oh, this, uh, we picked this up at Cadenhead's um, late last year in, in, in Edinburgh. Uh, it's a Delwayne Glen Levitt uh, mix, and it's a 10 year old, but bourbon, bourbon finish. 60.6%. It's pretty good, actually. I'm surprised how good it was. 60.6 or 66.6? We're good, um, we're good. Okay, good. Um, all right, I've got, uh, and by the way, my name's Daniel Picanti. Welcome, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I went to, back to the, the Glendronic bourbon barrel. Um, anybody who's a, a fan of the show, maybe go back and see the last, last time I picked this up. I bet you it's been a year or pretty close to a year since I've, mm -hmm. I've had this one. I try to save it for special occasions because I'm running out and it's really, really tough to get a Glendronic in a bourbon um, finish mm -hmm. anymore or aging or whatever. So, all right, well, hopefully everybody has yours. Good. Cheers, everyone. All right, tonight's Good. episode is going to sound like we're going to be talking about sports, but we're not really. Um, we're going to be talking about forecasting. Uh, that should be a disclaimer on everything. Anytime yeah. we talk about sports, we're not talking about sports. Yeah, we're not really talking yeah. about sports. Um, for those of you who follow the National Basketball Association here in America, you will know that last night, not to date ourselves, but last night, uh, LeBron James finally eclipsed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be the highest scorer in league history. Uh, I think we might have we might have mentioned this before. I can't remember. I don't know. You've done some LinkedIn posts on it. You've done some um, some stuff about it. But yeah. um, I thought we we dig a little bit deeper into the number because there's classic flaw of averages um, thinking that's going on here. Um, there's also some interesting things around forecasting, or whatever. So um, enough of the intro. I'll just turn it over to you and you kind of talk us through what, what you found, Pratik. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because when, when, uh, we had someone we used to work with who was going through our, our early videos and uh, where we talk about Monte Carlo and probabilistic forecasting. And they're like, hey, what does Monte Carlo say about LeBron James and when he's going to eclipse uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, record? And before we go to Monte Carlo and all that fun stuff, we, we obviously ran the Monte Carlo and figured out what, what that says. But before we go there, um, I, I did my research <laughs> and looked up what what uh, the experts were saying, the, the sports experts were saying. And um, ESPN said that based on their calculations, which we'll talk about, uh, um, LeBron will, do, will, will eclipse Kareem in the 49th game of the season. Um, for, for those of you keeping track, the 49th game of the season was, I think, in the first week of January. And yeah, and they said exactly the 49th game. They didn't give any disclaimers or whatever. They said it, it will happen in the 49th, 49th game. game. Yeah. Um, uh, I am going to share what kind of we ran and, and, and figured out what, 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 what the forecast would be. Um, mind you, this is just, just like we always do this. This is a continuous forecasting thing. You will not see a single forecast. You'll see many forecasts. Um, so here's what we have. And I, this, this, this is probably 
a little confusing when, when you see this. Um, we, and I'll, I'll, I'll actually zoom into um, some of these results first, and then, then, we'll, then we'll talk about that chart that you're seeing. So let's zoom to the selection. All right, what you're seeing here is after the number of games played in the season, so after zero games played, what was uh, our 90% confidence level when um, when uh, LeBron will go past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's mark? What was our 50% confidence or what was our 10% confidence? Interestingly enough, oh, go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say, and just, just to be clear, when you say the 90th percentile, you're, you, you are saying the 49th game or before. Right? Or before, yeah. 90% yeah. confidence that by the 49th game, uh, uh, LeBron would would, would yep. get go past Kareem. So, so unlike ESPN, yeah. where ESPN said exactly it's going to happen on the on the 49th game, you're saying right. we have a 90% chance of it happening by the 49th game, up yes, to yes. and including the 49th game. The 49th, exactly. And the same for the other levels of confidence, 40, 44, up to and including 44 for 50% confidence, up to and including... Uh, 42nd with a 10% confidence. As you can see, when our uh, as the games come in closer, as we play fewer games, our confidence level uh, goes down because it's harder, obviously, to get there, get to that mark closer. Um, the other thing that our astute viewers will probably notice is that after every game, we're rerunning this forecast. After every game, we're rerunning the forecast and seeing. Which game will it be now? Uh, let's say after 13 games, our forecast has changed quite a bit. We've, we've actually moved out a little bit. There's the, some things happened in those first 12, 13 games that that made us change our forecast from, uh, what was it, 49, 44, 42 to 53, 49, 48 at all those confidence levels. And you all might or might not remember this, but in the middle of the season, uh, LeBron actually starts missing some games, actually not playing a few games, and you can see the 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 confidence, the 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 number of games required constantly keep going keeps going up. So that's the basis of data. That's an explanation of where that data came from. If we zoom out again and take a graphical look at this data. The top line there, the blue line, is our 90% confidence line. The orange line is the 50% confidence line. And the gray line is that 10% um, confidence line. That yellow line you see going all the way across, that is the average. That is the average forecast that, that we got at the beginning of the season. Dan, anything interesting you notice in these lines? Well, the thing that jumps out at me immediately that I'm hoping most people, you just wanted me to talk so you could take a drink. Don't think that I didn't notice that's what you did. Keep your friends close and your whiskey closer. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the thing the thing that's that I think jumps out at me, hopefully jumps out at everybody else, is you'll notice that for most of the season, that average line is below all of the other forecasts. It's below it. Um, so imagine, you know, like we always talk about, it. we talked about, it, I think in the, the two previous weeks, uh, imagine this is a time-based bet, right? And as Pratik said, that 49th game is somewhere, was somewhere around the first week in January. 
Well, he didn't actually break the record until the second week in February, almost a full, what, five or six weeks later. Uh Um, You would have been wrong. You know, this is a classic Annie Duke thing, right? You think you have a winning strategy, but you don't. And the problem is once you, once you breach that average, now, what do you do? What, 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 what would we tell betters now? You know, once, once he goes beyond that 49th game and all we have is an average, what do we tell people about when he will actually break the uh, the yeah. record? So that that's 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 the first thing that jumps out at me. I don't know if that's if that's where you were going to go, but well, the the other part of this is that initially that average is actually a pretty good answer. Yeah. In terms of confidence level, even though they did not communicate it with a confidence level, initially it's a pretty good answer. But then things happen. Uh, I think LeBron missed like five games in a row. I think, he, uh, or something, something to that effect. He he had a, a slightly slower start to the season, um, and you can see around game fourteen or fifteen, all those lines have crossed up above that average at that point. Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. It's only a good answer for like ten games, ten or eleven yeah. games or whatever, right? You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the at the end there, we before before the the show, we were talking about what what really yeah, take a drink. Um, what really happens toward the um, the end of all the forecasts? What's yeah. what's kind of interesting there? Yeah, it's 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 really interesting how to in the in those last five or six games, that forecast cone is really really tight. They all those forecasts. In fact, if we if, if I scroll down and actually show you the forecasts in those last five games, they are all in that same range. It's 55, 54, 54, 56, 55. They're all in that, either by the 55th game or by the 56th game, they're all in that same range. Um, that forecast, when we are closer to, to, to meeting the mark, which I think uh, LeBron needed 1,325 points to, to go past Kareem. When we're closer to that mark, that that range is very very tight. Where where the 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 shorter term or forecast is the better we're getting at making that forecast. Um, I, I mean another point. I don't know if it's the final point because there might be a couple of things we we want to talk about. But um, another thing we were talking about before we started recording was. Uh, what what historical data went into these forecasts? Because that's as as we've said yeah. over and over and over again, you know the um, the big assumption of Monte Carlo is the future trying to predict looks like the past that you you have data for. Um, and so when we're talking about all time scoring, I mean, do we use do we use his previous twenty seasons or whatever it was? Did yeah. you just use last season? Talk talk us through the uh, uh, the approach. Yeah. When I first started doing this, I was like, well, let's only use the seasons when he moved to the Lakers. Uh, I mean, that 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 just was the obvious thing. Let's only use the last three seasons. Um, and, and looking into it further, I was like, well, his performance seems to have been changing in the last three seasons. Maybe the last season is the only real good representative sample here. So this is all using starts off in that day in, in, on the first forecast using just last season's data. Um, after that, and now here's something interesting with last season's data for, for LeBron. Towards the end of the season, he missed a bunch of games. 
Um, I do not remember what the story was. I don't know if he was injured or if he was just taking time off because it was they yeah make the playoffs. It was pretty clear that they they weren't going to make the playoffs, and so they just they yeah. just started resting him more and more. So yeah, let's 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 protect our our expensive players, um, and and that uh, is is not really representative data for the start of a new season where you have all the hopes and expectations that you will make the playoffs and you will play your your best players. So we did, as, as we ran this, we did drop a bunch of those absences um, as, as, we, as we got into forecasting for the, for the new season. We kind of said, okay, let's just assume that he'll play all the games and let's see how it does. Now, every time he missed a game, that got counted in, but it, we, we, it, we removed all the absences from, uh, from our forecasts as we ran these. So, yeah, it's, I, think, I think the way we were talking about this before was it's similar to your team's forecast uh, when you're trying to forecast January based on December. <laughs> for, for, for those in the U.S. at least who are taking, taking a lot of time over Christmas, off over Christmas and New Year's. You probably don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, and I mean the um, this 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 kind of gets. I, I, I'm sure I don't I don't remember the exact episode, but I'm sure we've gotten into this before. Just because you have more data doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good thing. Um, you know, if we went back, you know, you were talking about the variation in the data going back two or three years. Well, and, and remember that that would start to include the pandemic stuff. Right. And the pandemic was a you know a, a shortened season, and not only mm -hmm. was it a shortened season, but they did the whole lock-in thing or whatever bubble, whatever yeah. bubble, whatever that was called. Yeah, exactly right. So that data is probably not reasonable. Um, and so you know, we're the reason this is such a great example is because we're hitting you know all the points uh, that you will encounter when you get into doing your forecasting. You know what's what 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 past range should we do? And and by the way, there's there's this is all art. It's not science. I mean, yeah. and and you should embrace that. You know your context. You know what data you should be using. There's there are no Monte Carlo gods out there that are going to be you know handing you down tablets that say, hey, here this is what you should be doing. Right? That that just that just doesn't work. So you know, make an, a reasonable assessment, um, like like predicted, and say, okay, using this this historical data. Um, what what does that future look like? Hmm. I don't know if we can come up with ten, but it'll be great to have the ten commandments of Monte Carlo. That would be good. These yeah. these these fifteen. I mean, ten commandments, right? <laughs> for, but, for those but yeah, I mean, when we when we when we teach a bunch of the stuff, we talk about some basic principles of forecasting, and all of those are in play here. Um, don't forecast too far out. You, you all saw that our initial, even the Monte Carlo forecast initially was was six to seven to eight weeks off. It just was. It was, uh, but as we got more information, got better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, and well, the other things, you know, don't, don't use averages, don't, don't whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would be interesting um, at some point. Uh, and maybe we should have done this before before we we got on screen, but um, maybe do a, a running average and up, update that average forecast yeah. based on, on 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 a running average just to see how bad you would be there. Um, yeah, that that average forecast was actually now this is very interesting. Uh, we, we, I, I I sort of thought about it, but then decided against it because I know it would take a lot of time. And you said put the average on there, 
and I was like, oh, we could do something more, but then yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was whiskey time. So uh, <laughs> prioritize um, people, prioritize. That average is actually his career average that they used. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my guess is by with, with whatever 18, 19 years of data that the career average has, his performances aren't changing that average a lot moving forward. My guess is even if we did the running average, it'll probably be around, it'll probably stay around that 49, maybe go up to 50, maybe come down to 48. It'll probably be around there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I would bet so too. But, um, and, and like I said, not, not to belabor the point, but this is fundamentally the problem with using an average is once you breach that average, you've got no place to fall back on, right? I mean, what, you know, it's like, what, what do you do now? Um, and if, yeah. if, go for it. No, and as, as we mentioned, again, the, the, the real point with that long running average thing is you're not getting a signal that something's going off for a long time. Here, as you all saw on the chart, around the game number 13, 14, we're already like, oh, things are really going off the rails. What do we need to do? Um, if, if, if we are really committing to that game 49, something needs to change. Either we magically start playing better or we push the commitment out. Um, I think, I mean, I think we've kind of talked this through enough. I don't, I don't know if there's really anything more meaningful to say, unless you have some final point that you want to wrap, wrap everything up with, or. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about it already. It's just basic principles of forecasting apply pretty much regardless of what you're forecasting. Yeah. I think last time at the end of last week's episode, we said we were going to get into more meaningful topics other than the flaw of averages and look, here we, here we are again. So just, just, just when we think we're out, they pull us back in. Um, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Like I said, even, even if you're not a sports fan, there's, there's so much to learn um, from, from all the mistakes that are made in the media, please. Yeah. If, if you watch sports, the, the best reason to watch sports is to learn from their mistakes because they're making, they're, they're making tons of mistakes. Please don't make those, those same mistakes. Uh, so, you know, whenever Nisha's repositioned herself, we know that's time to call it quits for tonight. So um, for Nisha, sorry to keep you up, Nisha, for Pratik, thanks for all the analysis, Pratik. Uh, my name is Daniel Picanti. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode. Good night, everybody. Okay.